This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 929FM ESPN. we got business to tend to because there's certainly news that broke yesterday. I think everybody said, huh, what? Emmanuel Acott moving on? Without even suiting up for the University of Memphis, we will get to it. Obviously, news out he's headed to Western Kentucky. Old Slick Rick. Talk about what happened there and how much of a hole he's leaving, especially at this time of year for the University of Memphis basketball team. Uh, props due, man. Shout out due. I gave him a respect burger last Monday. Albert Pujols continues to rake. Respect. He's a national story right now. I don't know if you've noticed, John, but I think it's seven home runs in the last ten games, becoming the oldest to do so. It's seven and ten. In that sort of span, the oldest to do so ever. Uh, what the Cardinals are doing is amazing. Congrats, Brad. 1-0 victory over my Cubs. You continue to roll up. I believe that's eight straight for the Cardinals. Good that's day. news around here. Yeah. And then a Memphian, John, continues to make news in the WNBA. And, man, has he got a big one tonight. What's the saying, John? Never fade, James Wade. Let's go! Northside High School's finest. Chicago Sky Coach, James Wade. Your WNBA Executive of the Year. That's awesome. And I, and I do honestly believe it's like I'm not trying to make it about us, but I do feel like it is time to give him his flowers uh, on this Much show. deserving. Right? I just feel like it's Well, time. I mean, we've given him respect burgers and flowers. We're, we're just we're trying to get the word out, if you don't respect. already know, about the stud that is Chicago Sky Coach James Wade, who didn't, it didn't just coach his team to a title last year. Uh, gets executive of the year now for putting together because he's not just coaching this thing. He's also the guy in the front office putting the thing together. Congrats to James Wade, who, by the way, has got a very important game three tonight against the New York Liberty, as John would tell you. Yes. What's the saying? Never fade, James Wade. Let's go. Now, James Wade is a super interesting guy. I, 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 again, I hope some, someday soon we can, we can get him on. And, we have to get him on the show. Uh, he's cause, a champion. Because he's not just from Memphis. Like he's, you know, there's a lot more to the story of James Wade. So, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get to all that today here on the show. We're going to talk about the departure. Uh, Emmanuel Acott is out uh, after enrolling at Memphis, committing to Memphis. The show is. Ruthless Rick, man, swoops in and uh, Rick Rude, and he is he is headed to uh, he is headed to Western Kentucky. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out, folks. But we'll break it down here nonetheless momentarily. Eleven uh, twenty-five. Jessica Benson is going to join us. We'll talk to her about the news of Kevin Durant. He is uh, the the Nets are playing hardball. They continue to play hardball with the Grizzlies, having announced that. They're going to move forward with the partnership, just trying to squeeze a little bit more out of the Grizz. 
uh, trying to just put the put the screws to the Grizz. Okay. I think at this point the the Grizz are probably going to have to throw in a future second to get this done. And I respect the Nets for. Do- I didn't think they would go as far as, as they have mm-hmm. to to announce that publicly. But you know, I think this is the point where okay, Grizz, we got to get serious. We got to get serious. We got to we got to throw a first a second rounder in there. We got to throw you know lot, big lofts in there. You know, whatever it takes to get it done, I think at this point is is it's it's time. It's go time, brother. So uh, anyway, you don't I, have to let go. That's well. That's no. That's just Funny, man. smoke screen. Yeah, I know what you're saying. This is just leverage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's extreme on their part, but it's just leverage. The Grizz are going to find a way to get this done. We'll talk to Jessica Benson about that uh, at eleven twenty five. Then at one twenty five, MC Fate, aka Trista Crick, is going to join us. How about those Yankees last night, folks? Beat Scherzer. Beat. Scherzer, Man, Mad Max, L. This is becoming a baseball show. <laughs> because the world's watching baseball around here. I think the Yankees are 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 waking up a little bit. Why right? are you all of a sudden watching the Yankees? Why? Because I have a future bet on them. That's right. I have a World Series Damn, future bet Alabama, on Alabama. We've talked about yeah. this. Uh, my bad. My bad. You I do, need them. You do have a real reason. I don't want to. I don't want the. Uh, I don't want the first leg of the of the of the lay. To to die. Well, maybe know? they're coming out of the uh, the the August swoon here. I think they might be. And I, I'm like nothing better to do with than a, a rival, right? So anyway, we'll get into all of that uh, with Trista Crick, Kevin Durant, the Grizzlies' involvement in that. Uh, should they have been willing to offer more? Would it have even mattered? Who's to say? We'll get into all of that with Trista Crick at one twenty-five. So that is the show today. Solemn tones. Uh, yeah, Emmanuel Acott, Boys State transfer, a guy that I'll be honest, I was really excited about. I was really excited about how I think he was going to be very, very good for Memphis next season. Um, second best shooter on the team, um, I believe, in terms of percentages, right behind Kendrick Davis at 38%. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess third if you want to count Jaden, but the sample size is sort of, you know, it's pretty small, right? So, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Jason just shook his head at me. So second best shooter on the team in terms of uh, real real volume and real percentage. Uh, he is now headed to Western Kentucky in the dark of night, Rick Stansberry swoops in, and uh, and he takes Emmanuel Acott. I mean, this is like ski mask. This is a ski mask stick up situation that Rick Stansberry just put on Penny here. Let me ask you something. Very interested in your answer. Does this look like something to you that's maybe been brewing for weeks, as some have said? Uh, I've seen Jason Munns tweet that. Or does this look like a deal to you where Stansberry doesn't get Keontae Johnson and decides, you know what, I'm going to go make a move and go get something else? Because are we to believe that Stansberry was both in it for Keontae Johnson, if he'd gotten him, and Emmanuel Laycott, that that, that was always the plan? Mm-hmm. Because if it had been a plan for weeks, right, that, that essentially you're looking for two guys, right? If that, if that had been the plan, because they had a chance, obviously, at Keontae Johnson, the former Florida uh, uh, a stud, SEC preseason player of the year, who ends up obviously at Kansas State. But I ask you, is it a reaction? Because you saw Goodman and others tweeting, boy, this looks like a lot like a reaction to not getting Keontae Johnson. Oh, let me go get a guy right. who can come right in here, play some wing for me, handle the ball for me. Do, do you lean either way there in terms of the way this went down? Yeah, I mean, I, it feels more reactionary to me, right, than um – you know, then the fact that I, I don't doubt that, you know, these these guys always want more. Right. I don't doubt that. Um, that's the world we live in, you know. But I mean, he had every opportunity to to, to go anywhere else. Right. He could have gone anywhere else. Besides, if, if it was truly about that, um, 
it was only a matter of you know when Western Kentucky right get, if officially doesn't get the kid they're looking for. That maybe they, I don't know, they did they sweeten the pot? Did they did they right. increase the offer? Right. right, but there was an impetus, right? There was a there was something that had to have happened in order for for Rick Stansberry to identify. I got to get like because look like he was on the roster. He's on the Memphis roster. I mean, this is late, right? Like we're talking about. I mean, here. that is as ruthless as Memphis, it gets. Memphis had updated its roster yes. and put Emmanuel Acott on it. This wasn't a deal where they were planning at some point or concerned that they might lose him. This and I know that Rothstein, who broke the news, John Rothstein, who broke the news about this, said that you know he's decommitted from Memphis. No, I mean Emmanuel was signed up so much. So again, Memphis doesn't put you on the roster. They don't formally announce unless you're in. So this isn't a deal where you decommitted. You were you were in and on campus. Exactly. And look how late it was. Memphis was clearly planning to have Emmanuel Acott. So you look at the timing of it. Oh man, it's an absolute it's an absolute blow and it's double because of how late in the game it happens and based on what you were expecting from Emmanuel Acott, who's clearly we'd all pencil him in as the starting three who can Listen, we saw it at, at Boise State, a guy who can handle the ball, play a little backup point guard for you. So there were a bunch of ways yep. that Memphis was hoping to and expecting to use Emmanuel Laycott. It's a blow, absolutely, and doubly so because of the timing. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, so so I think, um, first of all, this is as ruthless as it gets in college basketball. Well, it's 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 this it's a cold game. I, I, and I keep using that word because I it, it, this is. It's I more mean, this cold is, than ever, especially with NIL. I mean, bro, school started yesterday. Correct. At the University of Memphis. Correct. Like, I feel like it's like I I understand it is it is a new age and it is a new you know. But is there not like some you know handshake agreement? Like, I'm, if your dude's on campus, well, I'm not going to cry about it because this feels like the way the game is going now. But but at what point is it tampering? If once the kids enroll, right, he's still got to move on, right? Now, so but again. Set tampering to this. This is this is the this is college basketball. It's free agency. But is it and until, I, until you see him. Suit up for Memphis in a game. It feels like these Look, guys I, I, can I'm, rise and fly. Now. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry about it. I think it's I think it's BS. I think it is complete. Oh man, I mean again, because Penny could pull somebody uh, tomorrow, and we'll say, well, good get. That's why I hesitate. Well, until to do, that happens, that's why I hesitate to do all this. Well, I'm saying though, because it's part, it's cold game. It's part of the game but, but, now. But like, isn't there like got Isn't there like some respect for the fraternity? Oh, I, I mean, I feel you. You so know what I mean? Like we. I mean, they don't call him Slick Rick for nothing. I know, but this I mean, is he's got slick. a rep- he's got a reputation. This is as slick as it gets. I, it, look, if, if a kid's committed, you know, or even signed, I, and I'm talking about signed line, the kid he's been announced by the school. Yes, bro, the kid is committed. That that's in the gym. It's, it's always been it's, it's manners. Do you do it morally right. as a college coach if a kid's committed or not? Well, technically, just like in football, you'll still go. But when the kid is signed and when he's on campus, you know, it's tough. It's a cold game. I. Th- Back in the old days, man, once they were signed up, you had them. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think, and a brother was going to have to sit out. Now this I, is a graduate so, transfer. I think this is grounds for you know next time you know next time Penny sees Rick Stansberry at Peach Jam is is on site. Well, we don't know like, if Stan, if Stansberry feels a certain kind of way about Penny. Says, well, you know well, what? Clearly, I, he does because he was willing to do I'm it. I'm saying if he felt like he owed Penny one. Well, here's the thing. I don't think I don't think if he uh, felt like he'd been done a certain kind of way by Penny and owed him one. In the, I, I, I just in think the I just think there should be a line. Oh, I that, think that's common sense, but there are no the lines are all blurred now, John. That's the point. It's all free agency now with NIL. Guy can offer you more if you ain't suited up yet. These folks can pull you, especially if you're a graduate transfer in these cases. Who you with, man? I'm with Memphis. I hate it. It's a blow. This dude was going to be all conference. I guarantee you that. Yeah, I I, I do. I think it's a, it's it, going to be it, all conference. And you're right. It's a blow in terms of production. And it's a it's a blow in terms of timing. At least I mean, second it's just team. A, it's probably a, first team. It's a double whammy in that regard. Could have been your second leading scorer. 
No, I, I would say no lower than third. Defensive versatility. That too. And then, and then again, some backup point guard duties. No doubt. Could have done a lot of different that. things. Could have yeah. handled that as well. Um, so it kind of leaves it, – it really does. It leaves Memphis in, right, a, in a bind. Um, I think it drops him down a couple po- a couple notches, right? Because there's no obvious replacement for him at the starting three. I mean, you could do you could put Elijah McCadden there if you wanted to, but he was the sixth man of the year in the Sun Belt. He's going to go from being the sixth man of the year in the Sun Belt to being a starter in the AAC. You know, I feel like that's a big leap. I mean, he could do it, but I would rather keep him in a, in that role. You know, I'd rather keep him in a role that he was awesome at right. than ask him to. You're already jumping up a level in competition as it is, and now you're going to go from being a six man at Georgia Southern to being a starter at Memphis. Like I just feel like that's asking a little bit too much of him. Um, you know, again, can he be a contributor? Can he do some things defensively? Sure, but I just feel like that's a massive leap, and I just don't, I don't know if he's the answer there. Um, and that's kind of why, if you're Memphis, you're just like, you know, what, what, what do you? I think they have to. I think they have I mean, to what? add. What what add what at this time though? I mean, again, there there ain't no Keontae Johnson still hanging on out there. I mean, guys you, that can make that kind. You're of You're right. Impact. You got you got to pull somebody's card like Stansbury pulled yours. You well, know, classes started in a lot of these schools. Well, I know it hasn't started in some places. Yeah, right. Apparently, you got to actually walk in physically into class now. <laughs> the, the professor has to take attendance. Yeah, and you got to say here, you know. Otherwise, and if you don't, you can still get plucked. Right. By another school. I would just again the game. I would just never go to class. In in terms of on the court, John, don't you think the most sense, at least right now, if you haven't, you're not adding uh, uh, some kind of guy, John, that's going to be a superstar. You bring it in here late. I just don't think. I think the chances of that are 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 unlikely. Well, just like you thought, the chances of Emmanuel Acock getting blocked were unlikely. You know, like you got you got like. I look. You could go on the like. It it is what it is. You're right. Like if if you're going to shift and put Keontae Kennedy at the three. And and maybe it's going to end up having to be your man at the two, Elijah McCadden. Well, I mean, again, I would I, like it to be Jonathan Lawson, but I don't. I don't know if he's. Well, there's going to be more opportunity for that to happen now. Right, right. I just don't know if he's ready for that yet. That's you know, I'm talking issue. about still having a, a a starting lineup of what you wanted, which was older guys. But oh, oh, don't yeah. The, uh, down the the list though of things, obviously in terms of the domino effect here, is a door that's open. You know, opening for a guy like Jonathan Lawson. Who again, barring some sort of late addition, some sort of impact guy that you can't see right now, there's a chance for more opportunity, more minutes, and frankly, you'll be called upon for it because you're not just losing a, a, a talented guy. Guy could be all conference there. You're it, it's a it's a domino in the chain. So depth wise, you've taken a blow here too. Especially, yep. I mean, you didn't you didn't get Keontae. You obviously they had at one point a plan to bring in Jamar Young. He's not coming, and so depth has obviously been affected here as well. But particularly for a guy who's going to start for you. And and probably turn in a, a, a an, an all conference type season, yeah. first second team in the A's. I would I would tell anybody that is wondering what happened here. It's not about minutes. It's not about role. It's not about Alo coming back. It has nothing to do with that. And it has everything to do with the fact that West Kentucky came in and and promised the world. Right. I mean, it's pretty obvious that that's what happens here. And you're right. I mean, that's that's the game that is, and that's what Memphis. I does. mean, it's high as bitter now with NIL. Look, you know, like I've gone over this before. Like, there was a very high-profile transfer that said Memphis offered the best NIL package of any of the schools on his list. You know, but an offer and you know those coming through obviously coming through are right. two different things. Right. Um, and I don't know in this case, right? I don't, you know, I don't know in this case whether it did or didn't. But 
you know, I also feel like Rick Stansberry is, has a reputation, <laughs> you know, for doing those things. And so if you're unsure about it mm-hmm. in one place, well, you can trust Rick. Rick, going, he, he's going to come through, right? I mean, that's just what he's done his whole career. Well, and, you, and you just wonder if, if not getting Keontae Johnson, he was even more willing to come through to sort of kick that door in rather than just kind of st- in terms of but, you don't get Keontae. Okay, right. now i got to go get something. Hey, let me put something together here. The theory that, that doesn't make much sense to me is that, oh, Memphis recruited Keontae Johnson, therefore pissing off uh, you know, Emmanuel Acott. They didn't get him. They didn't get Keontae Johnson, right? Didn't happen. Never, so, got, a, never got a visit either. Yeah, so it's not like – it's not like it affects Emmanuel Acott. I mean, it, you're still the starter. You're still the guy. You're still going to have uh, a million opportunities. Like, like you're, you're, you're dropping down a level by going to West Kentucky, right? And I don't know how much bigger your role is going to be. I mean, I, I bet it's probably going to be about the same. I mean, they won't have a Kendrick Davis at point guard. Exactly. But it could be a little bit bigger. could be a little bit bigger, but it's at I mean, a much you're, you're, lower you're stage. second or third here. There's a chance he could be the guy. Yeah. And then, but then, you know, on top of that, you get a sweeter package. I mean, that's you see what my fingers doing. That's what this is about. This, it, about, this, it, about, this is about money. We don't have to make it complicated because that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's about nothing other than that, and that's going to turn off a lot of people about college basketball now and moving forward. Well, uh, again, you can play that card if you want to, but uh, look on your own roster and look right there at the starting point guard spot in Kendrick Davis. Kendrick Davis ain't here unless you got some sort of. An attractive NIL package and, and, and as competitive as it gets because why? He was the most coveted guy in the transfer portal, number one on a lot of people's lists. You don't have him if not for name, image, and likeness. So, so while it can help you and Memphis right. can be on the cutting edge and at the forefront, it can also hurt you in some instances too, especially if a guy's feeling like, hey, I ain't getting mine the way I thought I was going to get it. Here's a guy that's saying I can. Boom, I'm out of here. That's the way it breaks down. Like it cuts both ways. Bottom line, yeah, and no, that's, you're right. that's college basketball I today. Just, get with it or get hit with well, it. Well, I I just feel like so crying doesn't do any good, man. Well, sometimes I'm, it does. Sometimes crying cleanses the soul. Have you tried lately? You know, just a good cry. You know, this is a good moment. Yeah, I mean, it hadn't been so long. I can't. I, I did. I, I certainly didn't cry, beast. When 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 you uh, when you saw the Bears fifty three man, you you shed you shed a tear. No, that's worth crying over. No, it's been a good preseason so far. Oh Nothing yeah, to cry about for the Bears so yeah. far. Um, but no, I, I, I feel like if if this is what it's going to be, like your like your your guy is not in the fold until October, November. That's that's a new frontier, though, my guy. What I would say that's is, a new frontier. I, what I would say if all right, Rick, you want to play like this, I, I'm saying. Y'all, y'all gonna light a fire on the penny. Y'all, watch out, college coaches might be coming for you. I'm just saying, bro. Point. Hey, make sure your kids are in class. Rick Stansberry you know better. Saying? I'm saying if you're in the same gym with Penny, like Goodman was that, telling this story about how when uh, Stansberry walks in, other coaches leave. They get out. I don't think that's gonna happen with Penny. I think Penny gonna like you know. I mean, I you know. I mean, that's we, what I'm saying. This means war. It really like who and who knows. Yeah, you don't want a motivated Penny Hardaway to be going against. It man gonna look come after every player you want. That's Rick, decent. I think Rick Stansberry knows not what he's done. He got him a player though. He got him a player, but at what cost? A lot. Everything yeah, what do you mean at what cost? I'm two hundred thousand. <laughs> we gotta put it together. I mean, how did they have that kind of money at West Kentucky, bro? Man, what are they gonna call him Slick Rick for nothing? Well, they playing like a. He's l- had draft picks there. Little rinky dink arena. Who's the kid for the Knicks? Uh, went up there. Didn't he? Did he ever oh, get up there? Uh, 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 Bassey. Uh yeah, but no before him. Uh, I thought he had another one. I think he did. I think he probably did. I mean, he's got again. He's got a reputation for it. Yeah, not Mitchell Robinson. I guess I'm thinking about Bassey. I think that's he's like been the most high profile guy. You know, 
Um, I just I'm honestly with the Sixers. Or where, yeah. where does the money come, bro? For, for Rick Stansberry, man, stop acting like these folks don't can't don't have money up there. And why couldn't he succeed at Mississippi State? Like what the hell? I mean, dude got all this money. He's throwing around. He's stealing dudes off. Like he stole Emmanuel Acott, bro. You gonna have to let go of this, John? Just like you had to let go of Durant. But he stole Emmanuel Acott, did he not? Uh, yes. He stole him. Like that's I have no respect for that. If the recruitment is open, even if a kid is committed, yes, I have no respect. I have no respect for what Rick did in this situation. I, I feel like as a coach, okay, job done. You know, kids on campus. He's at Memphis. He's on the team roster. I mean, back in the old days, yeah. Once that kid was enrolled, I feel like we gotta we gotta like maintain a little bit of ethics here, bro. We gotta maintain a little bit of morality in this sport, where it's like if you, you know, I mean, what would you, what would you do? okay? Let's just say we're gonna get to Jessica Benson here in a minute, but let's just say CJ was a was a high level Division one basketball player, right? And he had enrolled at he ended up staying home, right? But then Slick Rick comes in at the last minute. And says, "Hey, I'm gonna offer you a bigger role, and I'm gonna offer you 500. You're not gonna send him to Rick because you're gonna say, "I don't appreciate the way you're going about this business. That's wrong, aren't you? I don't think so. You gonna send him to West Kentucky, bro? I mean, what what is this whole? You made a commitment stuff. It's a money game now. Why is this so hard to understand? But it was a money game the first go around, right? And, and, and you a, lost. And if a kid feels like he hasn't gotten his money, he's gonna look for a different way to go." It's professional sports, essentially. Well, that's what this is. I don't like that part. I don't like. I don't like the. Well, then I mean, again, don't don't like that you got Kendrick Davis. Well, because it, NIL is all part of this. I know, but they didn't steal Kendrick Davis from SMU when when he was on campus and enrolled and everything like that. I mean, he announced a transfer and like they went no, about my, the process. But my point is, if Memphis isn't taking care of its business, right? Which is you, you, you fair. You you leave the gate open. That's fair for an opportunity. I just feel like that it's, it's just you know it's bloodsuckers, man. Rick Stansberry is just a bloodsucker. You know, he's you're on he's a kid's on campus, man. Leave him alone. That's just where I'm at. But I, I hear you. You're right. You're you're technically by the letter of the law, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's unfortunate. Penny's a player getter. Like, yeah, the, the, the program will move on. I'm gonna sit here and cry over Rick Stansberry getting Emmanuel Acott. Just not gonna do it. You're, you're gonna do what they're doing in there. You're gonna roll up your sleeves and get to it. Still gotta have a season. Uh, kid was gonna be your second and third leading scorer. They'll 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 adjust. Will it be as good? Nah. Nah, nah, nah. But you're still the second best team in the AAC, and we'll see in terms of what you can do in terms of NCAA tournament seating. I still think this is clearly an NCAA tournament team. You do, but but yes, but it's 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 not as strong a case. It's tougher. Yeah, man. Manuel Acotts, he's been in postseason play. That's like, right. I mean, he was he was a big piece. You played him. You played him in the tournament last I, I year. I think he, I think he could have been the second most. Like, he he he's is a guy the, who's been in those moments. He would have been the here. second most important player on the team. There's, no, well, I would still say the Kendrick and DeAndre. Oh, DeAndre, okay, yeah, DeAndre right. got to move down a third, list, third, right? Third, third, third. third. He's like bad. the spirit animal inside. I mean, he's everything. DeAndre is. For them. You're right. You're right. Third, third most important. So now so could have been second leading scorer. Now you know Keontae Kennedy's going to have to have a big year. Oh, it puts a lot of pressure on him, but it puts even more so on Kendrick and DeAndre. I think yeah. as leaders. No, you're right. But the, the nucleus is still good. But it's a blow. I think that's kind of where we can leave it. And uh, no question about that. You know. Um, that's just being real. You're running out of time to respond. I mean, I you know there are options out there if you wish to pursue them. Uh, it's just a matter oh, of my lord. It's just a matter of if you do. I mean, you know, he needs some shooting, bro. I know a guy. You know a guy. So you're not cool with this, but you'd be willing to go cut Stan Heath's throat. Well, dude is enrolled up there. I for Same an eye, thing. bro. That's what I'm saying, John. 
You can't argue. Did, Brad, do you see that? He's mad. Oh, Rick Stansberry, that's morally wrong. You're tampering. But, but, no, then, it's but like, then you want to go get but once it happens Eastern to you, Michigan's Imani Bates. But I'm saying once it happens enrolled, to you, though, you got to you go cut Stan because Imani hadn't started classes yet. Well, wait, that don't start till next week. Opposite. That's right. But you ready for that. That's right. That's the difference. I don't like the way that John's crying, to your point, Jason. However, I think John's on to something here. I think this is the new rule order. This is now the no, game. No, you can't have it both ways. Right. That's my point. I, 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 we understand what happened. John's crying about it, but then ready to go cut Stan Heath's throat up at Eastern Michigan well, I and go take I don't him think it, I, I am, point. too. You can't cry about it, but then go do that. Okay, so we, we say it's business, well, and I, then go up there and cut Stan Heath's Well, now throat. it's revenge season because you're doing it. Yes. Well, get revenge on Rick, not on poor Stan Heath. Got the best player Eastern Michigan probably ever going to get. That's, and I think Stan, that's the way it goes. Stan may be on trimester, so we get he might be starting late. Might be starting too man, late. Stan you know what I'm saying? Stan's just trying to get things turned around up there, man. And look, he doesn't realize it right now, but we're doing him a favor. Yeah. We're doing him a favor. He's setting the expectations is too a, high. We're all saying that Imani is enrolled. Now, classes, I Correct. don't believe, begin until next week. If again, oh. that's the thing. You gotta Emmanuel Emmanuel Akai oh. was on the team roster, though, correct? Correct. Imani's oh. still not. Okay, I checked they, last well, night. Well, so they haven't updated the team roster. Yeah, but, I mean, but he's, it's in, just, he's it's, in the campus directory now. That's fine. That's clearly the step. That's he's, just he's, he's a that's student just, who's enrolled now. That's just, you know, just in case. You know what I'm saying? Just in case it's you're going to have that how, as a John, how you'll flip like that. But we just, when it we benefits pull, me. Of course. When it doesn't. That ain't the way you're supposed to live. Well, you know, I think what Rick Stansberry is, I, I don't think that's the way you're supposed to live. You know, as ruthless. Well, you ain't no, no diff- morals, you ain't no, no ethics. Di- you ain't no different thing. No ethics. You'll call. You'll call it out. Cry out. No but principalities. But then be prepared to go do the same thing. To stand on. Okay. Right. Principalities. I mean, it's ridiculous. Ooh, that was one of our callers. Yeah, that's they, they said they wouldn't acquire they, Kevin they Durant. Off principalities. Because of principalities, as if he is, uh, you know, Bill Cosby. If you were a coach, why wouldn't you pay a player to come? Everybody's doing it. Everybody. If you can, it. if you got it. That's the game now. It you have to. It ain't tricking if you got it. You almost have to pay. That is the game now. I'm not Highest saying that's bidder. what happened in this scenario, but you know what I'm saying. Well, we're saying that's what happened. Yeah, there's no way, there's no way around it. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll we'll continue to turn this over all day long here on the show. Jessica Bitts is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to her about it. Uh, Kevin Durant, all that and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. Kick off week one with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code JSmith to get in on the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. You're going to use your $150 in free bets. Do it on betting on the Buffalo Bills as a future. I think that's the safest play. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. It's all back, baby, here soon. You can, ev- you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code JSMITH. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of Odyssey. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fan.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jessica Benson, host of Rise and Grind. Grizz Radio Network host right here on 99 FM ESPN. Joins us every Tuesday. She joins us now. JB, what it do? How's it going? Well, we have a lot to discuss today, don't we? Oh, good. We sure do. Okay, so uh, let's just start with the, the, the news on the college basketball front. Um, the way that recruiting is going to where a, a guy can enroll at Memphis and, and be on campus and have access to the gym with a key card, and yet on the first day of school enroll somewhere else like Emmanuel Acott just did. Mm-hmm. How, does that, how does that sort of leave you feeling? It leaves me feeling like I'm in a pickle, Jason and John, because you want full empowerment for these kids, right? And you want them to be able to find the best opportunity or or young men and women to find the place where they feel most comfortable, where they're going to be able to take full advantage and play to the best of their abilities, all of that more. But like you just said, he was here, poof, now he's gone off to Western Kentucky. And it just, it really feels like it shines a light on what the new realm is for college sports. And, Whenever you have a new system and there's cracks within a system where people can, quote-unquote, abuse the system, you're going to get situations like this. And I know for, for all the fans, it's a tough pill to swallow, and it's hard, and it feels unfair, and it feels like there has to be some way to stop it. But as we kind of sit in this new space, I just think it's unfortunately something you're going to have to expect. Yeah, John asked me a question like, you know, if it was my kid, would I stick with my commitment to Memphis and stick it out? Right or go tech the better deal if it just comes down to to nil and isn't that just I mean what about you in the same situation Vincent in this new world like you just laid out and sort of like I did to John aren't you going to take the this is sort of like the live argument I feel like where get it comes to the point well hey it's a better offer for them in this case it's better for their families what what about you in that situation uh, Vincent is there still a place for yeah I made this commitment here despite this more money offer I'm going to stick to it or is it a business world and you, you send the kid off to Western Kentucky? Yeah, I think in this like perfect world, you like to think that morality always wins the day. And mm-hmm. I would handle the situation better and I would be the, the bigger person and honor the commitments. But 
like you said, if it's the best thing for, for your family, for your child, for you individually, we all have to make selfish decisions sometimes that are unpopular when they're blown up on a, on a larger stage and when the spotlight is on, and especially in the case of college athletics or no, professional athletics, you see it happen often where, yep. we're, where it's very easy to judge from our outside perspective and easy for fans to judge. But until you know what that person's specific situation is, if they are bettering their individual life or their family's lives, I don't think you can knock them for trying to do that. Does it, does it make you enjoy college sports less? It doesn't for me, but you'll hear that. You'll hear people say, oh, well, I, just, I don't like it nearly as much because of what's going on. Does it, does it take any of it out for you? Or were we already sort of on the, you know, on the understanding that this is how it went? It just wasn't as public. Yeah, I think I've always operated that, you know, you, you understand what's going on behind the scenes and the unspokens, and now it's, it's out there. For me personally, it doesn't detract at all. When the, when the ball is tipped, when the kickoff happens, you're watching the sport, and it's still fun, and we love it for what it is. And now, honestly, this just adds yet one more dramatic off-the-court, off-the-field storyline for everyone to follow and complain about and tweet about and be way too emotionally involved in, in decisions that don't really affect each and every one of us. Um, but for me, it doesn't, it doesn't ultimately take away from the product that you get and the enjoyment that we have in college sports. But I do, I understand the other side of the argument where there are people who feel like their precious sport, the thing they love more than anything in the world is being tainted by this big, bad, new money version of yeah. what it really always has been. But now we're just talking about it. That's right. Uh, on to the big story in the NBA, JB. It's obviously that Kevin Durant and the Nets have, have put it out there that they're standing pat, they're going to run it back. Uh, we're all on the same page, or at least they're trying to put out uh, uh, that perception. What are the Nets, JB, if, if, if they are all on the same page and Kyrie's playing a whole season and, ben, and, and Ben's ready to go for whatever that looks like, what are the Nets in the East next year with everybody back? If, if, and all the big ifs, they're my pick to win the East. They're not, I mean, they would be yeah. one of the favorites to win it all next year. And unfortunately, you sit in the space and it's like, those are some pretty big ifs. But Kevin Durant is the first domino to fall. I am very, you know, for a brief moment in time, it's like, wow, Kevin Durant could be a, a future coworker here yeah. with the Memphis Grizzlies. What would, a, what would Kevin Durant want to see on his first tour of Memphis? But, alas, I think this was always what it felt like if you were using your, the rational part of your brain, it was the most sensical finish to this story. Uh, but also, in today's age, you just never know. When a player decides he doesn't want to play anymore, does that mean he's willing to do whatever it takes to avoid playing for that team, whether it be holding out or showing up not in peak performance shape. But I just felt like Kevin Durant is so still concerned enough with his legacy and his reputation that those options weren't really as bad. So it was either going to be a trade or come to an amicable place with the front office and coaching staff in Brooklyn. That appears where we are today. And you know Kevin Durant's the ultimate competitor. So with him, A, showing up Kyrie Irving, A, healthy functioning Ben Simmons, if all three of those guys are playing out there together, they're a contender in the East, but we've also been talking about a lot of big ifs for Brooklyn for the last couple of years now. Yeah, that, that, there's no doubt about that. I, you know, this is not going to be the last time that the Grizzlies have a, have a, you know, it's not an issue. It's just, a, you know, an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to, uh, you know, upgrade the roster in, in some ways. How do you sort of, how do you weigh, okay, what's worth, you know, joggling and toggling my chemistry and everything that we've built here like how you know what what's the math that goes into 
figuring out whether a guy is because because some people didn't even think Kevin Durant was worth it. Some some people just said he's thirty four, he's a risk. So if Kevin Durant isn't worth it as a Hall of Famer, is there ever anybody that's going to be worth it? Like how do you weigh all of that if you're the Grizzlies moving forward? I think that's one of the unique blessings and curses of having a team like the Grizzlies that truly feels like such a cohesive unit. And you heard so many players last year talking about, man, this is the most fun I've had playing basketball since ever, since AAU days. There was such a camaraderie and such a chemistry that was, it was visible to the fan. It was visible to the casual viewer where it was like, man, these guys really like each other. And so when you look at that chemistry piece of it, it's hard to imagine removing one, two pieces from the puzzle because you just, you never know which one of those pieces could create the whole thing toppling down eventually. But that's where I'm glad that that's a front office decision and not me or the fans on Twitter who think, I was shocked the number of people I saw were like, ah, Kevin Durant, turn your nose up, look the other way. I was like, well, I'm really, it's Kevin Durant. Like, we're still talking about Kevin Durant in this situation. But I think it's fun for the Grizzlies to just be in this place right now where you can speculate the splashiness and having a player like Kevin Durant linked to reported trading conversations with Memphis. And I think it speaks to the bigger kind of like change in thought going into this next season. And, and it's going to be like a group effort from everyone. This team is no longer overlooked. This team is no longer out of the, the big splashy conversations. They're squarely planted in the middle of it. The expectations are high. It was fun yesterday hearing all of the people prognosticating about how good the Grizzlies roster already is and, and turning on ESPN in the middle of the afternoon and hearing the argument be made that they have the pieces in place to be a contender without adding someone like a Kevin Durant. So that's just a perspective shift that I think we all have to be ready to, to hop on board and ride into this next year. Are, are you at a point, Jessica, where you're expecting Utah to trade Donovan Mitchell to the to the New York Knicks? And, and if so, is he the uh, the sort of superstar that can balloon them the Knicks up the up the the Eastern Conference standings. What do you think? Balloon is a big word. <laughs> um, I I do feel like the energy is moving. I would, I guess, at this point, I would be surprised if it didn't happen, just because it feels like reading the tea leaves. That's where we are going, and you are still seeing even when the schedule gets released, you see so many games for the Knicks still on national TV and, and playing on Christmas, and you're like. They seem to also really be banking that perhaps Jonathan Mitchell is headed their way. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it necessarily changes much for the next. Unfortunately, I love Donovan Mitchell as a player. I just think I'm not changing, detrimentally changing my belief in the mix with the addition of him. And, and then I, I got to ask you, you know, Memphis football obviously kicking off here very soon, JB. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of talk about what's good enough, what's not good enough, yeah. what, what, what does it need to look like? And, and we know the significance and the importance of this time that we are in. Um, so I'll just put it to you. What's good enough for Memphis football? Maybe not even specifically this year, but on an annual basis. What does it need to look like? A winning record to start. And Brian Summerfield was on the Chris Vernon show yesterday and um, just talking about how last year was not the – the standard of Memphis football. And it's been, it is interesting to reflect on what Silverfield's tenure has been. And like, the peak of the most normal experience that he had was taking over from Norvell and coaching in the Cotton Bowl. And then COVID pandemic hits, everything's been different. This will really be kind of the first quote unquote normal season that he has. But you just want Memphis to be relevant. And, and that's like very vague. But you want them to at least be in the conversation of these non, as we, as we shift into a new space of, okay, the big dogs are going to be the big dogs, SEC, Big Ten, then you're going to trickle down to the other leftover power five conferences. You just want them to be in that group of five 
conversation of being the best team within that. And unfortunately, that's, that's the best you can be right now. So you want to at least be talked about. You want your highlights to be seen. You want a couple players to be able to go out there and end up with their highlights on Sports Center, where you're like, man, that Memphis football product is fun. And the last time we really felt that was the Cotton Bowl year, where it really felt like this team was fun. Casual football fans could hop on board and say, oh, I'm going to you know, tune into a Memphis game in the middle of the afternoon because I think it's just going to be fun to watch them play. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Jessica, we appreciate the time Thanks as so always. Much, Jimmy. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Have a good one. Yep. Cheers, Jessica. Best enjoy us every single Tuesday here on the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's. I, I think eight wins pretty much every year is 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 the standard. I mean, I think that's doable. I, I mean, to me, not even a question. When in the new AAC, oh, without yeah, you know, what I mean, starting next year, yes. If you can't feel like you can find eight wins, what are we doing? You know, because I mean, you still have the indoor, you still have the resources, right? You're gonna have you're gonna have the um, the the best resources of any school left in that league, you know. And I, that probably says more about the league than you, but that's still where you are, <laughs> you know. So you gotta you gotta maximize. What I, t- I, t- I take eight and four all day long. I take eight and four all day long in terms of positioning yourself again. For me, it's about positioning yourself to take over next year and be again the flag bearer in the AAC. Yep. I mean it's you and SMU essentially. Yep. And an eight and four season would tell me, again, coming off of six and six last year, okay, you're taking that step. You're ready to sort of take over. Again, I ain't saying you gotta win the AAC every year mm-hmm. one you know, once once Houston, Cincy and those guys and UCF are gone. But you do need to be in contention. What you can't be, John, is picked fifth. Right. And that AAC. Right. You gotta be one or two essentially in, in those years because again this is going to be a, a new look AAC that's not going to get nearly the respect that this one's getting. We think this one doesn't get a, what it deserves, uh, what it's going to be. So you better be one or two in there. It's the same thing for the basketball program, essentially. But there, you better be one. Yep. Right. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. No doubt. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll come back. Lots more to come here on the show. Trista Crick is going to join us at one twenty-five. There is a coach from Memphis who is, I, I think, we have to go back and look, but got to be simultaneously the most successful and under-discussed coach from the city of Memphis uh, who is just continuing to kill it and is in action tonight, so we'll get into that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So we were talking earlier today about, uh, you know, the the most successful but but simultaneously under-celebrated, under-discussed coach uh, from the city of Memphis. And look, we got, we got some, right? We got a few. Penny. I don't know. I'm trying to think, like, from Memphis, though. Probably not that – like, it, there can't be a super long list of active head coaches from the city of Memphis. Yeah, head coaches, no, it's not a long list. Yeah. So it might be just some two. college guys. Yeah. I mean, you so, might have, like, some assistants. Well, 
pro guys, no head coaches yeah. that I can think of um, other than the man you're about to mention. Never fade, James Wade. I didn't want to steal it from you. He's in action tonight. Uh, they are looking for the closeout against the uh, Liberty Biberties. Uh, they're in New York. They'll be in New York. This will be on ESPN tonight, 8 o'clock. This is a WNBA show. As you guys know, we love the dub. Especially when there's a Memphis connection. Uh, so James Wade, what's the news? He was named uh, a year after winning the championship and being named coach of the year in the WNBA. He has now been named the 2022 WNBA executive. Go get it. Of the year. James Wade, I mean, it, it, I know it's WNBA, right? So people just kind of like they roll their eyes at it, they, the, their eyes gloss. I don't think they do that as much anymore, John. But th- like, this is crazy. Like, this is a crazy successful coach. Uh, like, I mean, you would put him up against. I mean, he's more successful than Penny, right? I mean, Penny. Well, he's won a title. Now. He's won a title. He's, he's gonna be more successful than just about anybody you put your name. No, yeah, I'm just saying from Memphis. But like, he's the is he the best coach ever from Memphis? I think the answer has to be yes in terms of accomplishments. Well, he, he just might be, John, now. He's got executive year, coach of the year, and a title. And he could be winning back-to-back titles. Got to take care of business tonight against the Liberty. I think, I think what's amazing about James Wade is that he goes overseas, uh, gets French citizenship. He's over there so long in terms of his playing career. And then between assistant coaching, once he was done with his playing career, working his way up, he started as an intern with the San Antonio Silver Stars. Okay, I'm t- I mean at the bottom of it, basically just a player development coach that wasn't even a full-time assistant, has worked his way up in a very short time to not just, again, coaching the Chicago Sky to its first title, but putting the team together. Yep. Uh, if you go read the story over to ESPN, they had one player under contract for 2022, and that was Candace Parker. Uh, and essentially from there, he built this thing into a championship outfit. And again, they're the number two seed this year coming off the championship last year. So it's not, again, it's not just the coaching he does. It's the ability to put the teams together. That's why he's getting the Executive of the Year award. What what an acknowledgement for a guy who, again, when Chicago hired him, they let him, he, he John, he'd won so much as an assistant, a title with the Minnesota Lynx. Then he goes over to Russia where he's an assistant, yep. wins two titles there in their league. Chicago said, hey, come here. We're going to give you all the the control, personnel decisions included. And what does he do? He rewards them with a title, coach of the year, now an executive of the year, uh, trying to go back-to-back. So James Wade, again, Northside High graduate, uh, just an absolute stud, has carved himself out a spot in the WNBA, is just an absolute stud coach. That's awesome. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it really is. Like you said, it's the most... You know, it's it's the it's the most awesome story we don't talk about around here in Memphis uh, in sports, probably. Yeah, no, and he's I, yeah, look. I think the I think the Aces are gonna are gonna win the, the title. I don't think anybody's stopping them. Uh, but I I'm assuming it'll be Sky Aces. That's what I just assume. It'll that that'll be the two teams again. I just think they're the, they're the best two teams in the league. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, Thought uh, thought it was worth the mention that uh, this this dude's you know, uh, 2019 coach of the year, 2021 champ, 2022 uh, WNBA executive of the year was a champ in 2017 as an assistant. It's a pretty lo- long list there of achievements for uh, for James Wade. All right, we have a uh, resolution to the Kevin Durant saga. Uh, we'll tell you where the welcome mat needs to be rolled out uh, here in Memphis, where that will start, and then uh, we'll mm. just sort of go from there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 